Our gospel reading for this first Sunday of Christmas comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Each year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to their custom. After the festival was over, they were returning home, but the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't know it. Supposing that he was among their band of travelers, they journeyed for a full day while looking for him among their family and friends. When they didn't find Jesus, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and putting questions to them. Everyone who heard him was amazed by his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were shocked. His mother said, Child, why have you treated us like this? Listen, your father and I have been worried. We've been looking for you. Jesus replied, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he said to them. Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother cherished every word in her heart. Jesus matured in wisdom and years and in favor with God and with people. This is an interesting story that pops up after Christmas. It's the only account we have in the Gospels of an adolescent Jesus. The only time that we run into Jesus between his birth and the beginning of his ministry. The story is not present in any of the other Gospels. It's only present in Luke. And there's a lot going on in this story. First, we have 12-year-old Jesus. In his time, his adolescence and his childhood were ending. He was approaching adulthood. In modern Judaism, that's the age of 13 when someone has their bar bat mitzvah, where they're considered an adult in many respects, able to interact in the temple as an adult. So Jesus was on the cusp of that in his own journey of faith. His family was devout. His family traveled for the festivals. They were observant in their daily lives, and they were faithful. So Jesus grew up this way. He had been to the temple many times by the age of 12 for many different festivals. What's fascinating about this story, not only do we have the only time that adolescent Jesus is mentioned, but we also have the last time that Joseph is mentioned. After this account, we don't have any mention of Joseph through the ministry years of Jesus. Now, we assume that at some point between the age of 12, when Jesus was 12, and when Jesus was 30, that Joseph died. That's not uncommon. We don't know exactly how old Joseph would have been. But life was short and hard in those days. And it is most likely that Joseph dies. And that's why Joseph isn't mentioned. But this is a very interesting story. I often wonder what Jesus' life was like between his birth and the beginning of his ministry. 
Did Mary tell him the story of his birth? All of the events that happened and transpired. All of the things they heard, no doubt, from the shepherds, the magi, or those who came to visit her in the years following. Did they retail, tell Jesus the story of their fleeing to Egypt that's recorded in Matthew? Of Herod's order to murder those under two? How much did Jesus know about his role here on earth? And what we have in this story is a sense that Jesus did have an idea of who he was, where he belonged, and interestingly enough, where his father was. He's at the temple, he's with the leaders, the scribes, those who were well-versed in the Torah and Jewish law and ritual. And he was sitting with them, listening and asking questions. That's not normal for a 12-year-old. And moreover, they were astounded by his questions and what he understood. And when confronted by Mary after being left behind, he reassured her that he was in his father's house. For the Jewish people, the temple was the physical location of where God existed with the people in the Holy of Holies. It very much so was where God dwelled among the people. And here you have Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, dwelling in the temple. There's a lot of symbolism in this story. Jesus is there for three days while they're looking for him. It's also three days between the crucifixion and the resurrection. We come through the season of Advent, through Christmas where we retell the story of Jesus' birth. And as we think about Jesus' life and what was to come for him, Let us not make the mistake of turning Jesus into someone who is at the mercy of others, who is always behind on knowing what was coming or what to expect, or someone who is always on the outside looking in, which we can do often. Jesus was very much on the inside, an observant Jew, a faithful Jew, one who observed the temple, festivals, one who was righteous. And Jesus knew why he was here. He did all of the human things that he was supposed to do as a child. I imagine in that time between this story and when Jesus' ministry starts, whenever Joseph died, it was up to Jesus as the firstborn son of Mary to take over and to care for her and to provide for her. I imagine Jesus had that responsibility until his siblings were all grown and out of the house. And perhaps that's why we don't hear from Jesus again until he's 30. I always find this as an interesting subject to ponder. But make no mistake, Jesus came here as God incarnate to dwell among us, 
in human form, to live as one of us, to experience this life as a human, all of its joys and all of its sorrows, its pain and its celebrations. Jesus cared for people deeply because they were Jesus's creation. The gospel writer of John starts out the gospel. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Word, capital W, here refers to Jesus, the Christ being there with God at the moment of creation, being the one through whom everything was created. And Jesus came here to restore all of creation, to make right what had gone wrong, to heal and redeem what we had polluted and broke. That's the good news of Christmas. That is what we celebrate in this season of Christmas. Healing is coming through Jesus. Wholeness is coming through Jesus. Not for some people, not just for the Israelites, not for those who are righteous and worthy, but for everyone. It's a gift freely given. It's what we call grace, and it is ours to receive. May you receive that gift of grace this Christmas season. May it dwell within you richly. May it flow out from you so that others may also receive the gift of grace. May they receive healing and wholeness. And may we, as the church, work towards a new creation. Amen.